Play-By Podcast is hosted on the Abnormal Mapping Network, which you can find at abnormalmapping.com or support through Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abnormal mapping. To think no one had ever seen a blue sky before. In those days, the last days of what was the interdependency, of what was shard, we stood defiantly against our own end, shoulder to shoulder, as ever in the interdependency, staring down the inevitable, staring down the end, the miasma, that once dormant sentient mist who had snuffed out all the life that came before us. Across Shard, our communities, our friends, our families, were safeguarded away should we fail in this, our last-ditch effort to secure all our futures. And in the first university, we toiled and built and worked ourselves to the bone, unaware of just how close we skirted calamity with little more than hope and the ley lines to guide us. This would be it. All or nothing. This would be it. We stared down our inevitable end, and it stared right back. And one of us was about to blink. Welcome to Play by Podcast, an actual play podcast about storytelling through the medium of tabletop role-playing games. I'm Michael, the GM, and today I'm joined by Leon Barnes. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) (laughs) Liam Higgins. Hey, what's up? Oh, oh. Do you want to retort to whoop, whoop? That's what I usually do. (laughs) And Max Coe. I do not contone. I give up. I was gonna say, do not condone juggalos, but that's that's. <laughs> we hey, that's a really bold take from you. That's going out on a limb. Because so many people look, man. Wait, I don't care. The, wait, do you do? What you do? Just please don't with? hurt people. Look, man. Yeah. Juggalos are our first that. line of defense against facial recognition software. So seriously, you well, know the first, the, also shout another, out to the juggalos. They, there was that really great song about beating <laughs> up a fucking pedophile, which is awesome. Um, I, did I not just know you know don't hurt anybody. You didn't know what, what was okay. Like, I didn't know it's, that. It's fine. Was a, it's, we'll talk about that no, off. I know pod. what a juggle is. I just didn't know that. <laughs> this is welcome to the whoop. ICP like, pod. <laughs> I, I think it's fine. Violence for this, like because of the way a song makes you feel, is all right. But just like pick a better song, like, like you know what, like, like uh, Limp Biscuit. Like get mad over some like Black Flag or some shit. <laughs> okay, you know what? ICP. Fair. Fake, that that that's right. valid. If you're gonna get annoyed off something, like <laughs> you're gonna get like, annoyed. <laughs> Yeah, no, get, get noited specifically off of Clink by a Death Grips. Oh, God. Or, like, Paper Cut by Linkin Park. Yeah! And then, like, oh, man, it's so good. Yeah. R.I.P. Chester. Oh, that made me sad. We can cut all that. <laughs> so. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Anyway, yes, let's, let's go back to one, everybody. <laughs> what are we doing now? Where am I? So, last episode, uh, you guys made your way into Boone proper. The, the city of scholars. A city full of people smarter than us. <laughs> By degrees. The brain folk. <laughs> the brain trust. That's horrifying to think. The brain center at Shard. Jeez. The brain folk. 
And you went to the first university of Shard and met up with one of uh, Sierra's previous contacts, the man who taught you how to read. Yeah. A, uh, a former research assistant turned uh, professor named Cutter Ramsey. Uh, you met Cutter and his two interns, Dharmit and Amelia. And you explained to him the situation going on in the miasma with Pluma and the restart of the uh, the incursion. And with this new information, uh, he decided to set you guys up with a meeting with uh, Shard's foremost scholar, uh, Atera Below, the oldest living elf, the scholar of the old world and new. If not the dean, then like the dean of students of mm-hmm. the first university of Shard. And he also set DeGrasse up with uh, Castor Loveless, a high-wing professor who seemed to have some uh, particular knowledge on agriculture. Yeah, sure did. To help you potentially save uh, Oxbow once this is all over. If this is all over. Yeah, this is sort of a side quest, but like it's also very important to me. It's not like catching someone's chickens or something. Right. And on a smaller note, we also learned that Colrain is also from Oxbow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that you've previously done business with his mother and father. Yeah, sure did. Sure did. Yep. We got to stick together, us Oxbowians, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, what, what's the term for Oxbowian. people from Oxbow? Oxbowian. I think I picked that kind of instinctively when we were doing the episode where we go there, and I, I think that's what it is. I just yeah. it, it rolls off very nicely. Yeah. I don't know it what pops. Oxbowite. I don't know. Yeah, what, no, yeah. Oxbowite. Oxboys. Yeah, Oxboy. <laughs> Oxgirl. <laughs> But, uh, so uh, in your meeting with Atair, he immediately realized uh, the gravity of the information you guys have in your, you know, retinue. The things you bring to the table mm-hmm. called a meeting of the, uh, the, the senior professor staff of the university to try to suss out some sort of solution. And uh, one of these professors, an orc woman by the name of Proper New Bell, has actually been working in the field of ley line studies. And with the knowledge you have now of how the ley lines and the miasma intersect, that is the avenue that you decided to go down to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has some sort of technology that allows her to physicalize the space that the, the weave inhabits, basically, mm-hmm. and to alter it potentially through... Uh, strong emotion or connection or empathy and i'm the guinea pig (laughs) and lyra volunteered which is very strange because there's a certain person in this party who normally sacrifices themselves i wonder where lyra learned that yeah (laughs) i'm looking directly across the table right into leon's eyes (laughs) she's sick of sierra sacrificing herself i'm proud of her (laughs) but skip I want to address the issue. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you guys formulated a plan to expand Proper's experiments to basically fill the entire space of the first university to try to fix things in whatever way they may be fixable. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, In Lyra's case, talons crossed, I guess. (laughs) So they evacuate the uh, the university of those who don't want to take part and those who think it's far too uh, dangerous to stay. And those that are left over are a small team, including you and your companions. The lot of you basically work hand-in-hand with Proper. Oh, we also sent out kind of a warning signal to all the other major cities. Right, yeah, you talked to the uh, the halfling Telem. Mm-hmm. 
who seems to be a communications whiz. Mm -hmm. He got your disparate messages out to, it was Nomad's Heights, and it was... Porta Plenty. Porta Plenty. I mean, I'm assuming he also sent some to, you know, like Glasstown and the But other you guys areas. had some specific messages yes. you wanted sent. Our custom messages. Right. Custom, our custom With emojis tones. and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, the, the call has gone out. People are uh, probably across Shard are evacuating if they're near to the... Uh, Miasma. The miasma, or they're preparing to receive refugees if they are further inland or above ground. Mm-hmm. And that leaves you three and Colrain and Spiegel at the First University with the scholars. And that is where we, where we will drill down and find you. What are you doing? Let's go around the table. Max. Hey. What are you doing right now? Um, I would think Lyra is... Working directly with proper to, you know, do whatever preparations that she needs since she's going to be whatever vessel in this situation. I'm imagining like you were like covered in trodes. Like, yeah. Just a little like, like with like little wires heading off to some sort of like spectrogram machine. Whatever fantasy version of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's going over you like she's like got a copy of her dissertation that she wrote. She's like flipping through it. And she's explaining to you and, I guess, anyone else listening who hasn't already received this information, mm-hmm. that there is a, a space that is simultaneously occupied by us and exists apart from us. It is next to us, but intangible and only affects us when we are able to access it. Hmm. Imagine it like a space that exists on top of our own. Sure. Since I am, as far as I am aware, the only person who's really working on this sort of thing, I suppose I get to name it. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. And you'll see here in, the, in my uh, my dissertation, I refer to something called the shuffle. Right. That is the space that the ley line energy, the weave itself, contains. Okay. My machine, once it's completed, will fully immerse this campus in the shuffle. Hmm. It's going to get weird. Yeah. Up to this point, I've only really interacted with the shuffle in about a five-foot cube. So this should be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we have been pushing technological limits as of late. Um, So a track record is okay, I guess. You know, only X amount of people have died. <laughs> and uh, while we are there, I would advise you not to... How do I put this gingerly? Don't feel too much too soon. Do not give in to astonishment, or you may destroy the fabric of reality itself. No pressure. Yeah, <laughs> all right. No pressure at all. Lyra. Uh-huh. Are you sure you really want to do this? You want to be the one? If it helps people and and this is this is genuine this is proper this is not me the dm asking you this is proper. through a character yeah. this is a this is a woman who's only just met you yeah <laughs> but who is the first thing you did was tell her some weird shit was going on and then offer to sacrifice yourself yeah. well it, you're, you're just it, i wouldn't put one of my students through this without them being completely sure that it's what they wanted so Listen, we we came to you. I I mean, it's not the miasma isn't our fault, but I I feel a certain responsibility. It's complicated. Um I just 
I want to be able to help people. If that's honestly the bottom line. And you know, without without this, it's possible that nearly everyone would die. So you know, I, I'd I'd rather take the risk. And she she puts a hand on your shoulder. All right. So bottom line. Yes or no? You want it to be you. Yes. Sierra, what are you doing right now? Crying. Uh, I feel like Sierra is talking to the other scholars who are present, just uh, discussing a fallback plan if something goes wrong. So just like what to do if and how to handle it if things for some reason look like they're going south. Any particular characters you want in your scene? Uh, Cutter? Here's a list. Yeah, I'm talking to... <laughs> I'm about to say, let me go over the list because you got more characters than I do on my list. Mm. Uh, I'm talking to Cutter... I guess uh, Amelia and Darmot. <laughs> Dormant? Darmot? Darmot. Darmot. Yeah. Darmot are also there. We're kind of. Uh, I feel like a terror below would be there. I don't know if he's helping Lyra also. A terror's like a. A terror would probably float between you know the groups building, the groups preparing, yeah, and probably he would probably spend a lot of time around your yeah. lot so those are the three main i'm talking to and then there's just a few other scholars just discussing like a fallback plan mm-hmm. but sierra is also panicking and questioning judgments i mean if you're asking if we have any idea what to do if this doesn't work i think we've kind of put all our eggs in this basket sierra i mean i know like this has got to be it if it's not this then i think we're done i know but it's just it's safe to have a backup in some way if we still have a chance, if things are bad but enough to the point where we can get away. Get away to where? I don't know. Just... Listen, I... I'm just... scared. I think we all are. Yeah, and it's just... It's a new feeling. You've never been scared before. I've kind of accepted that I'm probably going to die a lot of times. So this is genuine fear. Hmm. So, yeah. Did it register as fear before? Or is this just... Have you never been afraid of anything before? I've been nonchalant about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Kind of just brush things off. I've been, I felt guilt and an occasional sadness and anger and a lot of different emotions, but never really fear. Well, here's how I see things going, Sierra. There are three possibilities. This works, and we stop whatever's about to happen, and... Go back to living. Crisis averted. Something goes wrong in the process with Proper's machine, with its operator. And that would be terrible. There's no telling what would happen. And eventuality three, this doesn't work and we all end up dead anyway. Yeah, two out of three doesn't sound good. 
With the third eventuality, we have time to evacuate to where the hell ever, but eventually the miasma might find us. Yeah. Eventuality two, we all potentially die on the spot. I mean, I'm, I know all that much. That's not what scares me the most. Really. What is? I kind of just look over at DeGrasse and then Lyra. I don't want them to die. They still kind of have their lives ahead of them. They still have things to live for and things to do. Come on, man. Don't sell yourself short. You got stuff to live for, too. You got, you know, the the story ain't over till it's over, man. Yeah. You still you, got time. Yeah, you say that. Yeah, but, there, you know, we go through. I thought that I'd fucked away my chance at a, at a decent life, but, you know, then I... Then you know you just kind of work it out, and 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 stuff either circumstantially happens to to help you out, or it or or you dig yourself your own grave. But either way, you still got more to live for. Degrasse, you fucked over your life, and you came back. I fucked over my life since I was really young, and I haven't bounced back at all. How how young would you say you were when you when you when you fucked it off? The moment I left home and never came back. Would you say you're younger and older, than, or you're older than I am right now? Younger. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, a, a lesser woman would not be risking her life for the betterment for the betterment of people that would likely turn her away at their doorstep if they it's saw her. It's not the reason life. I'm doing it. All right. Well, if you want to be a big crybaby, be a big crybaby. But I'm trying to help cheer you up, and you're doing a good thing here. All right. Yeah. Sure. All right. Good. Glad we figured that out. Degrass, what are you doing? I other I'm, than I guess antagonizing right. Sierra, it, like a like a loving antagonization, <laughs> like a radical like a radical positive antagonization. Yeah, okay. So I, I'm talking here, and then I kind of get an idea in my head. Sierra's insistence at her own imminent mortality has me thinking too, and I would be uh, say like, "Excuse me, I'm gonna I'll be back in like 20 minutes," and I take a quill and a pen, and I go to my you know chambers or whatever, and I start writing a note to the soldiers that are at my place in Oxbow, the old homestead. The guys that were like... The, the miasma the folk? The miasma folk. Who were living in your were old house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in this letter, I say basically, look, guys, I'm working on a way to bring this place back. But it will only work if our, you know, saving, canceling the apocalypse mission works as well. Um, and so, it's highly unlikely it will. And if it doesn't, you'll never get this letter anyway. And, you know it'll all be screwed up. But if you do get this letter, that means that we succeeded because I will not send it until after we succeed. Uh, you, if you get this letter, I have enclosed in here a formula and like a way of, uh, you basically agricultural tips I mean like a farmer's almanac, uh, to, to help bring it back and, and a way almost like a serum that counters the miasma in the soil. If such a thing is possible, mm-hmm. like sort of a, uh, um, a radical thing that can kind of reverse the the damage done, and it won't work right away. But in the coming years, I think we can bring Oxbow back and be in a good place. And so this is my sending this along so you can get the ball rolling. I don't know if I'll come back immediately because, frankly, I don't know if I'm wanted back there. And if I go back after this thing is canceled, people are probably gonna, not going to know that I had anything to do with it anyway. So uh, there you go. That's what I'm doing. Mm. 
Okay, cool. And you're you're enclosing some of uh, Caster's notes. Yeah, yeah. And I've sort of got field journals in there, and then I'm also writing my own things. Like, all right, well, this ingredient he's asking for, we definitely don't have in the stores there. So, like, here's a substitute. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. But you know, like stuff like given a little like local local uh, remedies as well, where I know that we were are deeply inadequate because he's of course got the benefit of a college behind him. He's got all these like stuff, and we can't really send the stuff through the mail. You're um, using some of that, like, uh, that 3H knowledge. Yeah, exactly. And then also, you know, I forget also, you know, it's in my blood to be to be good at this to a degree. Yeah. So I've had tips from my family. But obviously those tips kind of got unwritten due to the miasma. And now we can apply those same methods but with this uh, but with this formula that's going to bring the bring the earth back. Mm. And I believe we can see a good uh, – I believe we can see a good return. And then I bring it to Colrain and I have Colrain sign it. Lovely, another, responsible boy. <laughs> as a, as a, another uh, native Oxbowian. Right? So, mm-hmm. Very good. He takes a look at uh, what you've written here. And I'm like, and this is kind of my way of saying, like, he hasn't really pissed off all his connections there, and I maybe have, so this is sort of like when a presidential candidate, like, when they get kind of like a Rust Belt dude to go in there and, like, and like <laughs> you know, like, appease the people, you know, they kind of, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they get someone that, like, people can kind of... He, someone to. better respected who can kind of vouch for you here. Yeah, exactly. You want me to sign this? I would love it, Coleraine. Do you agree with... I mean, we can all admit, right? There's a reason why we're not in Oxbow anymore, right? I mean, let's not play around, right? Yeah, yeah. It's sad, isn't it? I mean, that used to be a good place. I, I know it, you know it. The kids growing up today, they're not going to know it. They're not going to know a pre-miasma... Oxbow, and I feel like an old soul for saying I know I'm young, whatever, blah blah blah. But it's really fucking sad. And if we can bring it back, and if and if I believe that your signature would curry favor with a certain uh, skeptical, you know, people in Oxbow, that because this is going to take time and effort to 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 bring the city back. And you know, I think people are just so depressed out of their mind that they'll be complacent enough to just kind of let it wither away into oblivion. But it doesn't have to be this way. So I'd love for you to sign it. You're right, DeGrasse. I have a quill. Please take my quill. He takes the quill into his hand. And I have a little pot of ink. Please do not spill it, because that is all I have left. He dips the quill and signs his name right underneath yours. Mm-hmm. Very good. And I shake, I shake his hand. He shakes back. Very good. You got a good handshake there, pal. Oh, he's got very strong hands. Yeah. I'd imagine. I'd like to think I have a good handshake, too. You know, you... Your hands are working the scythe and everything, and you know they get a little, they get a little callousy, they get a little, they get a little rubbed up, you know. So that's how you do it. That's a parallel way to say it. <laughs> Take that out. They get no. Hang on, hang on, this hang, is on. Hang, on hang on, hang on, Authentic to grass. All right. That, yeah, he would say something like that. <laughs> he would draw. Yeah. You were an odd little man, but your heart is in the right place. That's all that really counts, isn't it? I suppose. Right on, brother. All right, and the creation of the machine begins. Yeah, There's now like a I cool now, and now I come back and help out. Like, right, once my yeah, yeah. DeGrasse is like uh, carting material around in mm. his like larger animal forms. Right. Oh yeah, some kind of Iron Man fucking montage of building shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. They they hook a bunch of stuff to me. At, like a, I'm 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 sort of plowing stuff as a buffalo, like taking stuff on my back. And, right. And I'm imagining, Sierra, you're using your handcrafted skill to weld. 
Yeah. And meld things together. Mm-hmm. And then if it's uh, stuff high up to like uh, precision stuff high up, I can, you know, turn to a bird and maybe put like a little bolt and like turn and it in one up. Lyra, you Ben bars live gates. Yes. If if I she doesn't need me to be in a lab right this second, then I can I can help out with that. Oh, you know the the preparations for the lab uh, do not require you specifically, so Sweet. you can go yes. out and help the the uh, the engineers. I'm doing that. Yeah. All right, roll me uh, Ben Bar's lift gates. Uh, I gotta make color choices here. I brought out every single D6 that I own for luck, and a seven, so it's kind of working. All right. That's wait, a, wait, wait. Plus my strength, right? I believe so. Yes. So that's an eight. All right. And what does that give you? Um, so I get to choose two of these little tags. Mm-hmm. So the, the tags are, it doesn't take a very long time. Nothing of value is damaged. Doesn't make an inordinate, inordinate amount of noise. And you can fix the thing again without a lot of effort. I'm going to do the first two. Nothing of value is damaged and it doesn't take a very long time. All right. And with that, uh, I remember the initial amount of time that Atera said it would take to fit this machine throughout the university to make it sort of a conduit for the shuffle. It would take three days. I will say with that roll, you've you've brought that down to two. Sweet. So you guys are what? We were at, I think, 12 days left and then subtract two. So we're at 10 10 days. days. One whole ten day. There's left. like a, a stressful timer in the corner somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and we get the little montage of each of you uh, helping in your own individual ways. And between you uh, helping with the engineering and uh, the building of the like support structure, mm-hmm. which all sort of uh, spindles its way back to Proper's office in her like workspace, you are also being uh, run down on like the the workings of the machine and like best practices. I feel like I need to find some like fucking monk or something so I can do some emotional training with them. <laughs> <laughs> there are no monks at the first university of Damn Jar. it. Is there a scholar of emotional support? Yeah. <laughs> is there a therapist in the yeah, house? Yeah, is there? That's <laughs> the real question. Where's the guidance counselor? Yeah. Is there one? Who runs the psych department? The guidance counselor's just like, take a salt tablet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Read War and Peace. (laughs) She does some breathing exercises. It's just you and uh, Guild, the the frog wharf. Yeah. I'd imagine uh, Spiegel might be able to help too. Yeah, yeah. He's got some spiritual connection. Yeah. Somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) But you would think that, but he is kind of an excitable, hyperactive type of dude. So I don't think he knows how to slow his own breathing. That's that's fair. <laughs> but it takes you those two days while you go over what's going to happen and try to prepare yourself Oof. to be entered into a, like an alternate space, which is effectively like like uh, like the ethereal plane almost mm-hmm. in the way that it's described, just to surface that on a player level. Yeah. So to describe uh, this machine, this like a shuffle integrator, as Proper calls it, you guys know those like old pictures of like computers in the seventies where it like takes up an entire wall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it's just like 
weird like reel to reel tapes and uh right like what they flew to the moon in <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. that actually had like the power of like a ta-84 calculator mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like outputting a, like a, a tiny one of those like tiny little things of microfiche like yeah yeah yeah. Tape. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah 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 it's a lot like that but it, like it takes up three of the four walls of this room and all of these wires snake away from these machine banks to a small like typewriter sized object on a desk in the center of the room and uh, there are chairs around the desk and the machine is like whirring there's like the the noise of you know clockwork and gears and uh like the like the dot like (laughs) dot matrix printer output (laughs) as the ticker tape is running out and uh proper is standing by the tape sort of reading it as it comes through running it through her hand looking at it very closely continuing to pull it as it like spindles outward mm-hmm. and uh, all of you are gathered into this small space and Lyra, you are sat adjacent to this typewriter device with all of those, tr- <laughs> those uh, readout trodes stuck little to your stuck little nodes. Yeah. Stuck to like your, your, your forehead and your chin, your like, uh, like your, uh, your shoulders, just, just anywhere that you could potentially like, register some sort of emotional response from like tightening of muscles to actual like brain activity. Okay. And you guys are seeing Lyra hooked up to this machine and you are there gathered with the, the senior professor's staff and the engineers are out maintaining the lines that, uh, like I said, the support structure of this machine that it allows it to encapsulate and affect the entire campus. Okay. Nice job. Smart guys. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Holding it down, coming from the smartest guy in the party. That's true. Well, out of the three of us, but yes. not yeah. the academics, right? I know my place. Oh, do you, I don't think you know really know your worth yet, DeGrasse. Yeah, I mean, I maybe I do. I mean, I more don't... more so than than he used to, but not yeah. quite to the extent. Right, right. I think he's just very self deprecating. So that like kind of is a disguise like it deflects a lot of that stuff like if you make fun of yourself you don't really have to think about how inadequate you are in some areas you know buddy but after a moment more of proper going over the readout she turns to the room it's ready Lyra are you ready for this as I'll ever be well uh, I need you to be as calm as humanly possible and remember what I said about not giving into astonishment Okay. Because what you are about to see may shock you. And if it shocks you, very bad things will happen to everyone in this room. Okay. I mean, to be fair, a lot of very strange things have happened to us, especially over the last, what, two months? So it might be a little hard to shock me at this point. You might be very surprised. All right. She takes a seat at the desk behind this conduit. Be chill, she says. (laughs) Lyra does her breathing exercises. And she looks at all of you as she begins to type something into the keypad. This might get a little strange. We're long past that point. <laughs> and you all begin to hear this very low hiss. Like like a very like almost subtonal hissing. Oh boy. Like when you're in science class and they play you like a frequency and then you say, how high can you hear? And it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like somewhere between whistle. that and like the, the, uh, this, like the standby hum of a record player. Mm, sure. Mm. Like, like just some, some very low, low hurts tone. Mm-hmm. Huh. We got some wattage going on and shit. 
you know. Is that lights? Never mind. We got some amperes. <laughs> yeah, amperes. And some uh, jewels. And degrass. <laughs> yeah. The hair on the back of your neck, the hair on your arms, it stands up. The hair on my arms is standing up. And you begin to get like goosebumps. Uh-oh. Sierra, your scales bristle. Ah, uh, jeez. Like, it feels like you're moving against sandpaper. Just, like, moving your arm. Uh, I don't like this. Lyra, your feathers stand on end as you hear this humming noise. It's almost as if the room is, like, filling with static electricity. Hmm. And then Proper hits one final sequence on the machine. And the change would be almost imperceptible if it were not so obvious. It doesn't feel as if you're transported anywhere. Uh, the uh, the like objects in the room remain where they are. But everything takes on this shifting, like pinkish, purplish, bluish hue. Like you're underwater and the light is filtering down to you. And it's just this, like, congealing of colors and shapes. And the air around you feels heavy. It's almost like you're walking under... Or it's almost as if you're standing underwater, but you can walk around normally and you can move normally. But it just... Everything feels oppressive and heavy. It's 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 like humidity. Hmm. And that, that feeling of your, your, your hair your scales, your feathers standing up. It's replaced with this like all over sort of low level staticky numbness almost. Like you know the feeling you get when you're when your hands numb? Yeah. Imagine that but only on like the top level of your skin. Ew. And it's like on you all over. Even like when you breathe in, you can feel like that that same sort of staticky charge move down your body. Hmm. It doesn't feel great. <laughs> this feels radioactive. <laughs> feels bad. And of course, the, the the colors in the room are all are constantly shifting between those three like colors and sort of melding in between at points. And those of you who are magic users, innate or otherwise, Lyra, you look around the room and there's almost like a golden thread beam of light draping off of the sternums of DeGrasse, Colrain, Sierra, and there are little tendrils of light popping off of each of Spiegel's uh totems that similar mode of light coming off of proper off of udo but anyone who would have like innate magical ability or learn magical ability there is this ethereal golden tether draping off of their body and sort of dissipating into thin air interesting but it is as if they have like some sort of font that is connected elsewhere to something and you yourself have one it but it is just a single moat not a draping line yeah there's a tiny moat of light just a couple inches off of your like sternum hmm. and everyone else in the room similarly has these motes of light but all of them who know or use magic are tethered yes even spiegel something. actually does have a little moat but all of his tendrils are coming off of his totems yeah well this is it well it looks like the first part's successful uh lira i want you to roll me a defy danger constitution e Okay. Actually, no, this would be... Do you, do you want constitution or wisdom? Do you want mental fortitude or endurance? Does this feel more like mental fortitude? Uh, to not lose your shit? 
I guess. I mean, literally my stats for both are the same, so. Oh, well. It doesn't help me much. I think this would be, you just try not to lose it. Yeah. Don't lose your shit. In the other world. And these are, these are wholly alien sensations to all of you. You have never felt anything like this in your lives. Which is strange to say for a boy who can turn into animals and a woman who can summon fire. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. true. Come on. Oh, please. I beg of you. That's not good. Can I get that multiple is, tries here? That is, not, that is not Praxis. <laughs> that is a four? That's that was two a four. We're off to a bad start. It's definitely not Praxis. You, you can't fuck me over quite yet. <laughs> the show's not over. The, the color of the room stops shifting the entire room takes on a pinkish hue all the machinery all of the the light that is filtering into the room from outside is pink Hmm. and you can look outside the windows and you can see boone moving on around you as if nothing is happening inside but something's definitely happening in the fucking first university yeah oh yeah big time I'm just imagining if you're like a regular like Boone citizen, you look up at the university and maybe the windows are all pink. Yeah. Having a rave in there. (laughs) (laughs) He was in here all night raving. (laughs) (laughs) Slow down, Maurice. (laughs) But beyond that, the people outside would not notice anything happening just yet. Yeah. And that low hum takes a bit of a darker tone. Oh, boy. And tendrils of golden light begin to filter in underneath the door cracks and through the windows, uh, out of bookshelves, like almost as if they were like bleeding through pages. And they take on this very Aurora Borealis-esque shape, just sort of uh, coalescing in the room all around you. So it's, it's shades of pink and shades of golden light sort of just shifting everywhere. Mm-hmm. Proper looks at you. Lyra, I need you to calm down. Okay. I need you. Don't give in. Settle. Okay. That could have been much worse. We could have all just been erased. Okay. Oh. Well, let's let's build on this. Okay. We need to move to step two. All right. What's step two? I need everyone in the room with magical ability learned or innate to focus on Miss Greyfeather. Would it help if I could turn into an animal? <laughs> <laughs> Degrass, how do you normally just do? do does it, is it just a thing where you you think it and it happens? It's kind of what I assumed. I didn't because I haven't been saying any sort of incantation or anything. I kind of assumed it's like <laughs> form of buffalo. Right, right. Well, that gives me the that gives me the uh, ability to kind of swip swap on the fly. You know, so I assumed it was kind of just like a, you know, I have to like think about it for a second and then it, you know. So you take the, the second that you would normally think about it. Mm-hmm. But I will say, it's not like one of those things where it's like the first animal I happen to think of is what I turn into. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like my brain goes like platypus. And then like, I'm, a, you know, like, it's yeah. like, it's an y- active y- thought. Yeah, you think you're like, I want to turn into this, like in my head. And then, you mm-hmm. go, yeah, it's not just like you randomly happen to be thinking of some other animal. Just focus on Lyra. Mm-hmm. All of you. I'm doing it. Okay. <laughs> You all begin to focus your energies on Lyra, and that mishmash of golden energy begins to take a more orderly form. It, it swirls around the air, finding its way to you, and then moving from your outstretched arms and encircling Lyra in golden energy. 
Lyra, I want you to roll me another Defy Danger. Okay. Do not use the Ronald McDonald colors. I'm not going Ronald McDonald. Get I'm, some incredible Hulk. Use anything I'm going else. very gay. I got an orange one. Going going double rainbow here. There was a rain- beautiful rainbow the other night. Hey! Oh. Hey! Double rainbow. That's double rainbow. Across the sky. Yeah, yeah. It's so intense. That was a 10 on the die, everybody. That was, in fact, a 10 on the die. six and a four. I yeah. just needed the power of friendship. What do you know? <laughs> And there you feel strangely uplifted, mm. not only emotionally, but like physically, literally. And you look down at that mode of light on your sternum and it is every time a bit of this golden energy passes by that mode, it, you can see it moving out and connecting Ooh. spider web like, like just making just the faintest contact as it moves past and zips around more contact with the next mode, more contact, more contact. Until you are like like a small dynamo of magical energy. The the golden energy bands moving around you in a whirlwind, your own moat connecting with each in time. There's no wind here, I would say, or else there, you might it might jostle your hair a little bit. There is no wind in yeah. the shuffle. Yeah, too floaty. <laughs> Sierra, how do you feel about this? You're bouncing up and down, Leon. I want to know <laughs> what you think. A fucking... I'm fucking on edge, man. You know this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So Sierra's on edge. Yeah, just like, is that supposed to be happening? <laughs> you don't see anyone else in the room freaking out, but you specifically don't see proper freaking out, so you assume... That's reassuring, yeah. This is t- to plan. Yeah, sure. Degrass. Hi. How does it feel... How how does it feel to see uh, your magic, which is normally very internalized, like, actually made into something physical that you can see it's weird it's sort of a nicer version of when your blood is spilled i know that's a very dark way to say it but something that you know is distinctly yours and is part of your essence seeing that out in the world when you know when you get cut it's not a great feeling because then you're like oh my god like this shit is supposed to be in me but this i'm like you know what maybe this Maybe there's a higher purpose to to these gifts I've been given than just like turn into a fucking swallow or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's a, uh, it's manifesting itself in something better. Hmm. So it feels good actually to, to answer the point. It feels weird. It, it does feel like, you know, you're getting, like I'm not, this is the equivalent of like a jog. Like I'm getting the, the energy kind of drawn out of me a little bit. Um, it's, you know, it, I'm tired. I shouldn't say jog. I'm, I'm tired, but it's not like excruciating pain or anything right and as this dynamo effect is happening those bands of energy that came from your friends and colleagues are also slowly connecting back to them Hmm. back to the moats that lead off of them and as this process continues you are all slowly slowly connected by these golden bands of light that attach themselves to uh, the golden tethers on your chests Mm mm-hmm Lyra, I want you to roll me another Defy Danger. Okay. I'm staying gay. Ooh, hey! yes. Two That's fives. That's a ten. That's a ten again. This is the homosexual agenda. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good dice rolls. The, the room's color shifts again from pink to blue. Everything is bathed in a bluish light, bisected by streaks of gold. It's, it's all very JoJo's. <laughs> it, it's the think space in, in any JoJo's uh, anime. Everybody's taking on their alternate colors. <laughs> Everyone's just doing the most intense poses. Mm-hmm. 
And then Proper stands up from the desk, walks over to you, Lyra. And now I'm going to step out of character. Okay. Max? Yeah. If you were going to blue sky what you wanted this to do, what is your, like, what is the best possible way for this to end? What is the best possible the way absolute for this to go? The absolute best possible way yes. would be for not only for the miasma to not, like, consume everything, but for it to recede. Okay. If not entirely, then, like... A good bit so that, you know, there's more land that we could settle in and more, you know, history to discover. Mm. Can we say a good hundred years to get our shit together? And yeah, we all get our shit together. <laughs> yeah, like the way I always pictured this is sort of like... So wait, are you just get, getting rid of the miasma entirely? That would be nice. <laughs> so not like it recedes, but it's still there locking you in. But it just disappears. I mean, that would be perfect, right? Because then we wouldn't have to deal with it again, but... Like, yeah, like that's what, that's what I mean. Like, but I assumed it was sort of a uh, like bailing out the banks during a recession thing. Like we fixed it for now, but like it's going to come back. Like it, rather than pushing it back, you want to get rid of it entirely. Is what I'm saying. That would be nice. Yes. Okay. What's the worst possible way this could go? I mean, uh, it consumes everything and everything I just, dies. Just speed it up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Or like, or or almost. The worst possible way it could go is not even that we make it worse; is that nothing happens. Like, yeah, you know, like, that we put all of this work yeah, together and then that suddenly... it's still because it's the apocalypse is coming anyway. I don't so know. Like, making it worse might be the the bad one. That's true. That might be worse because we don't get a chance to sort of say goodbye to people, but also the fact that like we, we that way it's it over. Worse. Kind of, we gave people yeah. less time to, yeah, to that evacuate. Is true. That survive. is that is technically yeah. worse. Yeah. I'm going to do something weird now. Oh, Christ, oh, I'm terrified. Oh, you're going to roll for... Oh, my God. No, I'm not going to... Here's what I'm going to say. So, there's a move in in a Dungeon World called Parlay. When you have leverage on a GM character and manipulate them, roll plus charisma. Leverage is something they need or want. On a hit, they ask you for something and do it if you make them a promise first. On a 7 to 9, they need some concrete assurance of your promise right now. Okay. You're not talking to me. You're not talking to God. There's a character none of you have considered to this point. It's the miasma. You're talking oh, to... Shit. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Okay. <gasps> All right. A being of pure hate. Cool. Listen, listen, miasma, can I call you me? Can I call you Mimi? Mimi? Can I Mimi? call you Mimi? And, of course, the leverage here is that you are going to be... Is I'm full of a lot of love. <laughs> technically, technically, right now, with, with your standing, you hold the miasma's existence in your hands. Oh, yeah. Because I... The, the plan is to eliminate it completely. Uh, can mm-hmm. we get an advantage roll on this shit? Yeah, I want to. I'm definitely gonna roll plus bonds if if that's a. Oh, uh, you guys have to uh, aid. So you would you both have to if you if you're gonna try to help Lyra, you roll aid. Yeah, I because I I mean right. they are literally tethering themselves to me with their magics. I think this would definitely count as a situation in which their bonds are very relevant to how and this goes. if you do fail, you are exposed to any consequences, so go ahead and roll. We're in the shit together. <laughs> don't don't use that. Yep, good point. Don't use that. Use I'm not using that. I'm rolling this yeah, one Yeah, you're twice. rolling too. I'm rolling this one twice. Okay. Alright, roll. Go so these off. are the aid rolls. Right. Nice. <gasps> oh, shit. shit. 11 yeah. on the dice. Oh! Plus your bond. Sierra. So plus that's 12. One. Okay, so that's that, that's one plus one to you, Lyra. Oh! This is Always bet on one. gay. All right. A one. Okay. And? 
A four. Okay. Plus one, so six. Six. Can I eight or interfere? Is eight or interfere? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? Ugh. You are all already so entwined right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no plus one from DeGrasse, but no. he is now open to anything bad that might happen. Sorry, yeah. buddy. Oh, no. Oh, boy. This might be it, guys. <laughs> Fucking Christ, don't Good. do this to me. As proper comes up to you, Lyra, mm-hmm. she gives you one thing to think about. Okay. And that thing is the miasma. Yeah. Uh, what is the... What's the worst memory you have related to the miasma? Um, probably seeing my brother come out of it. Oh. <laughs> and realizing that he was on technically its side in a way. Hmm. And do you have any, like, positive memories associated with the miasma? Uh... Probably meeting Sierra and DeGrasse. Okay. Which one of those do you want to hedge? Um, Sierra kind of died the the time we met DeGrasse, so I'm going to say the first time that I met Sierra. Okay, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. First, I want you to roll me one more Defy Defy Danger Danger. Wiz. Okay. And we'll see which one of those memories you latch on to. Come on, mama. That is very bad. That's a four? Uh, no. That's just a five still. Oh, that's a five. Yeah. Okay, bad. Not great. So, bad memories. Super cool. (laughs) Recent memories, though. Not something that wasn't already present. So, while you're trying to search your heart and mind for something to latch onto, you think about your brother. Mm Mm-hmm. And the energy of the room, the color, goes to purple. Everything is bathed in purple and gold. Uh, Lear, you can go and roll that parlay. Statistically, this has to be good. Does it? I don't know. Don't, don't fucking me say like that. Me. Oh god. Okay. Oh, I'm right. You piece of shit. Wait, but do you have any charisma? Oh wait, I do have charisma. Sorry, that's a seven. That's okay. like just the bare minimum. That's a partial <gasps> success. Thank God. Thanks for reminding me of charisma. <laughs> okay, so we're still kind of in there. <laughs> We're still kind of in the game. There's a possibility we could live. Okay. Because you just said you need some concrete assurance. I, I mean, I can't physically talk to the miasma, can I? Let's describe the scene. Please. <laughs> As the room fills with purple light, Lyra, you are filled with not necessarily an alien emotion to you, but one that you don't normally feel so intensely. Mm-hmm. Maybe you did when you killed Cademan. Dread. <laughs> Was it dread? I think. I this mean, is more along the lines of pure rage, active malice. Yeah, you were filled with just like this dark heart of emotion. Yeesh. And for a moment, that golden energy inverts color. Okay. Everyone is suddenly tethered by this like silvery black energy. Mm-hmm. Black light, not black light, black light. Light that is black. Yes. Light that is devoid of color. Yeah, kind of void. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Vanta Black. Yeah. And there's a voice, and none of you hear it. Only Lyra hears this voice. All three of us get to spend a time listening to a voice that only we can hear, huh? Hmm. When did Sierra get Death. a voice? Death. Oh, right. We all get to, to do like some horrible things. Yeah. yeah. And Lyra, it, the voice itself 
is Orion's voice. Fuck you. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're on some real shit today, Mike. You intend to see me destroyed. Is that it? I mean, you're a being of destruction. Is that not fair? I am a being of balance. (laughs) Balance? Is that what you really think? Turning the entire world's population into a dwindling nothing, and now making it worse, balance. A dwindling nothing that cooperates with itself and lives in relative harmony as opposed to a vast consortium of lesser and greater devils. Have you heard the saying, better the devil you know? Have you seen war in your time, little one? I've seen its equivalent. (laughs) You know nothing of war. You know nothing of the real violence. You know nothing of what was before now. You said it yourself. I've seen nothing of war. We've gotten better. We have improved as a people. And why do you think that is? Do you think it would have stayed that way if not for me? Do you really think so little of us? Yes. For every act of cruelty, I've seen an act of kindness. There's a balance with or without you. Cruelty often outweighs kindness, regardless. Why would I come into existence if kindness were such a strong force? People weren't giving enough of a chance. And now... I'm taking that chance for us. They were given thousands of years. And they only got their act together because I interceded. What's your excuse for now, then? Rebalancing. We're plenty bloody balanced at this point. We've done our best to work together. Sure that there's there's mistakes, there's some cruelty, but... There's so many people in this world that I love. Lyra Greyfeather, a hate movement. Gained enough steam in a matter of weeks... We dealt with that. For how long? For as long as it takes. I'd rather deal with that a hundred times over than let you destroy and kill what is left of a civilization. What's left of a people. A people who care about each other. Who have worked together to survive. Who rely on one another. You can't just keep taking us out. I think I can. We're fighting back. It's not going to be like a hundred years ago. I refuse. I will give anything for it not to be like a hundred years ago, because we have gotten better. And we deserve better. Anything? Anything. Your own life? Gladly. Do you honestly think your death would stop me? I would try. How can I prove to you that we've gotten better? How can I prove that we're more than what you think we are? Follow through on what you just promised me. Do you accept my terms? I'll need some time. You have no time. This is your time. This is your, this is your final offer? I'm not much for negotiations. No one really talks to me. Can I be sure you'll keep your promise? <laughs> that I'll die? That you won't kill anyone else. If this all works in your favor, you won't have to worry about that, will you? We will test you, Lyra Greyfeather. And what's that supposed to mean? Back in the real world. Back outside of Lyra's weird headspace Mm -hmm. conversation. Those tendrils of black energy that are currently encircling all of you and snaking onto your forms recede from you 
and begin to envelop Lyra in that same sort of dynamo, just a, a swirling vortex of void energy. So, so like Bell is still, so we're all still kind of there, right? You are. You're currently untethered from Lyra. Cool. Bell, what the hell is going on? I don't know. This could be bad. It better not be bad. And then all of that black energy begins to lower into the floor until it is like one of those like acme holes. <laughs> and Lyra's not there. All right. I'm, <laughs> I'm about to. I'll listen here. Listen here, motherfucker. <laughs> Who are you talking to? You. Me? Yeah. Oh, is this Michael? Le- oh, this is I'm Leon. talking to you. Oh, hi. Leon. Listen here, I'm motherfucker. Hi, we're breaking, this is out of character. We're breaking kayfabe. What's up? Listen here, you motherfucker. If you fucking hurt Lyra. <laughs> Actually, this is the me baby. and Sierra talking to you. Storytelling must have costs, man. <laughs> if it comes with the territory, it comes with the territory. But in character, I'm just screaming out her name. Lyra! <laughs> okay. Lyra! Lyra! Lyra. Hi. Don't die. Is it time? It, I think it's time. Oh, shit. Uh, Lyra, roll me a last breath. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. Don't do it. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a choice. You no, really I don't. This is I know you don't. I know really you don't. don't, but I'm fucking murdering no. her afterwards. You, no. you return to the physical, physical world consciously, just in time to feel yourself surrounded by black void and sinking into the earth. Lyra, can you hear me? Lyra's gone into the sunken place. Yeah, I was about to say. Oh, Sink shit. Sink into the floor. That's an eight. Is that plus anything? Uh, it, no, no, it's, it's just, just an eight. Just a straight just roll. A straight On a seven eight? to nine, Holy death will shit. offer you a bargain. Okay, you have bargain a chance. Oh boy. oh, boy. You have a fucking bargain chance. Time. Take it and stabilize or refuse and pass beyond the black gates into whatever fate awaits you. Okay, doke. So, Lyra, as you settle after sinking into something and you are just surrounded by inky black space, you feel a presence behind you. Okay. Standing behind you, a little close for, you know, a little in your personal bubble, yeah. is this pale gaunt faced figure in white like barred garb like jodhpur's big puffy shirt ostentatious hat mm-hmm. holding a very blocky black loot with a silver uh trim okay do you know me we've never met no i don't believe so i've had Prior run-ins with a friend of yours. I think I can guess which one. (laughs) Certainly knows how to find her way into trouble. Absolutely. Seems like she taught you a little bit of that herself. Guilty as charged. I'm surprised I'm not talking to her again. I'm very grateful that you're not. Well, you made it this far. Pretty proud, that. You know, I think I'm I'm proud I put my uh, faith in you. That means a lot. I don't think I'm particularly ready to see someone so brave die just yet. Well, to be honest, I would love to live, but, I mean, I sort of made a promise. I mean, is this good enough? I died for a little bit, and then I come back. 
Is that the loophole that I could make here? I don't... I, I don't know. I, I'm worried. I don't want to risk... Death or life would have fulfilled your bargain. With the entity. That has been supplanting the natural order. That's what I thought. Messing up the natural order. Balance my ass. You're a great feather. That's me. You've done very well, and you seem to be taking this all in stride. I commend you for that. It's been a really, really strange few months. <laughs> that it has. It was not fate to set you on this path. It was a simple contingency that I had particular faith in. Hmm. As I said, I hedged my bets correctly. Well, uh, good news for both of us, I guess. But Lyra... As things go with a natural order, I cannot simply allow you to pass on and then pass back. Hmm. There have to be some strings attached. Makes sense. You understand your death would change the outcome of what is about to happen. Your life, similarly, will do so. You can choose to take my offer and go back, or deny my offer and come with me beyond the Black Gate. I simply want to lay the stakes before you before I make my offer. I understand. Mira, I want you... Should you return to the land of the living, give up the wandering life. You are far too important a person and far too smart by half, even though you don't realize it. For want of schooling or particular wisdom. Hmm. Your heart has led you into the right place time and time again, and I think that is admirable. There's a wisdom of spirit in you, not a wisdom of mind. Give up the wandering life. Become a leader to the people of the new world. I mean, I don't know how, how willing they are to let a 19-year-old take charge here, but... I'm sure you'll find your way. I mean, I figure we've proven ourselves. I mean, honestly, given how tiring everything has been since I started wandering, that's a really lovely bargain right there. My only concern is, uh, how am I going to keep Sierra out of trouble if I can't go with her? I mean, I suppose I can try to convince her to stay put for once in her life, but... But that is my offer. Give up wandering. Lead these people into the future. And take with you a name for the new land. A name? A continent known as Shard with the receding of the miasma, should take a new name. And that new name shall be Elegia. Elegia. Do you accept my offer? Yes. Then, Lyra Greyfeather, you return to the land of the living. Thank you. Godspeed. <laughs> and back in uh, Proper's office, Sierra is just screaming at a hole in the ground. <laughs> yeah. 
Degrassi, I'm imagining you're like clinging to her to stop her from jumping into it. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, I know you said you didn't have a lot to live for, but you still have something to live for. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> and you see a wing begin to appear from this hole. This is black void in the floor. Like just drenched in ichor. And then a shoulder. And then Lyra's head. And then her top half. And she is spilled out of this void onto the ground. And the void undoes itself. The individual tendrils of energy sprouting off of it until it is nothing and those tendrils of energy seeping back into your forms and as they cross the floor and move into your bodies they change from void to gold and the room is still bathed in purplish light which is now giving way back to pink back to blue shifting again like light through water Hmm. and Lyra you cough and you, you, you're like coughing up just icker, icker and unknowable fluid. <coughs> that sucks. <coughs> and uh, there she is, everybody. Lyra Greyfeather is back. I got fucking tears running down my face. I like run down, give her the biggest hug. Dude, hell yeah, man. Woo! You're back. What happened? Um, I struck two bargains uh, with some... Pretty powerful entities. Um, but we're fine now. <laughs> so... What do, you, what do you mean, fine? What happened? What are you not telling us? Uh, alright. Uh, sh- long story short, I spoke with Miasma. You spoke with a sentient death cloud? Yeah. Yes, it was just as weird as it sounds. Someone write this down. Yeah. Um, and then I said that in exchange for its destruction, I would die. And then I died for a little bit. Um, and then, uh, you know, the, the the good of the many versus the good of the me. Um, and then I didn't really fully die because I'm here now. Yeah, you don't look good, kid. I mean, I feel kind of like shit because I'm drenched in this nastiness. And I'm a little tired, but I mean, I'm in all, all in one piece, I suppose. For the record, I have not let go. <laughs> okay, all. She's hugging her back. I think we need to end this experiment. Oh yeah, I th- I've I've found the longer you keep machines on in this case, the, the the worse things get. So I think it might be time to turn it off. And as you say that, oh no, <laughs> the room takes on that blue tint again. It it settles on blue. Okay. But the blue is not. It's, it's that like deep, sort of threatening deep sea blue. It's more of like a sky blue. Cool. And then the room begins to fill with not smoke, fog. Almost as if it was seeping into the room from outside, from somewhere else. Like, it is coming in through the windows underneath, just like the, the magical energy. Okay. Just seeping in through any nook and cranny you can get its, its way into the room out of. Okay, can we breathe? <laughs> you can breathe just fine. All right. Honestly, this fog seems like the freshest air you've had in ever. <laughs> it is, this is like the antithesis to miasma fog. It's like breathing pure oxygen. O'Hare air. This blue-tinted fog permeates the room. And then as quickly as it was summoned effectively, 
it siphons itself out of the room. And as it leaves the room, the machine stops. All of the whirring, the, the, the readout, the cranking gears ceases to function. And you are all snapped back into normal space outside of the shuffle. The world is quiet. Almost as if nothing had just happened. Hmm. What do you do? I imagine the museum would have some kind of telescope that they could potentially monitor the nearest edge of the miasma. Yeah, let's... Uh, there is also a window. Yeah, let's just look out the it's window. It's that close, is it? Where's Boone? It's decent enough where you could see it, I think. Well, no, but I mean, do you want to look out the window? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm going to look out the window. I'll look out the window, too. Fun fact. Considering the miasma's pervasive nature, the way it sort of affects everything that it encircles. I don't think any of you have ever seen a blue sky. The sky is blue. Like, really very pretty blue? Yeah, like a sky blue. Oh, oh shit, it didn't work. What? <laughs> I've never seen a blue sky, I'm freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. I read in an academic journal once that the sky is supposed to look that way, and it hasn't looked that way because of the miasma. Oh, that's really oh. pretty. That's what it's supposed to look huh. like. It's nice. Yeah. It's yeah. like like the rivers aren't meant to be like oil slicked and black. Like they're meant to be like verdant and, and, and clear. And that blue sky stretches on past the horizon. Now about this telescope? Mm-hmm. They don't have a telescope per se, but they do tell you that they have the ability to scry. Okay. On the locations. If you could think of one in particular, they could probably... If you could describe a location to someone who can scry, mm-hmm. they can show you it. Um, I mean, where else but the Tillfield family farm. Okay. It's, it was overtaken by miasma. That's a pretty good, you know, that's a good, litmus test there. Yeah, that's a good stepping point. All right, so you get with Telem, the halfling. Halfling I'd, boy, tell I'd definitely bring DeGrasse, because he, you know, he has the strongest memories of the place. He would know it best. All right, you want me to, you want me to take a look at Oxbow? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Please. You said this place was called the Tillfield Homestead. Yeah. Okay. Just a second, and he holds his hands out and closes his eyes, and a mirrory, circular surface appears a few feet away from his hands, floating in midair, suspended. And when you look into that mirror, you can see the Tillfield Homestead. It looks a little, a little bit better than it did before. It looks like uh, Woodstock and his people have been uh, fixing the place up. Oh, great! And they they did it to my specifications too. Like what I I, I gave them the blueprints and everything. And yeah, they they rebuilding they, the old. They they've <laughs> they gave they re-roofed the uh, the farmhouse and the cabin and they reset the fence line. It's like looking back in the past. Mm. And you actually see, like, off in the distance, two of Woodstock's partners out in the field on a backhoe. Hmm. Man, that fucking backhoe. And it's being pulled by their knights. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no miasma in sight? The miasma is not anywhere you can see. It is just clear blue sky. Well, I want to... Uh, hmm, the way that this works, I feel like, at first glance, it is a clear blue sky, but it is actually, upon closer investigation, like a very thick layer of fog in the, like, not the stratosphere, but just below that. Hmm. Upper atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Like, fog that is just permeating the upper atmosphere. Hmm. 
Hmm. And you don't know how far it stretches, but there is certainly no miasma here. I think I think we might have done it. Really? Uh, I think We can have. No, I think she's right. <laughs> I, I think we actually did it. I mean, for once in our bloody lives, we got it right. Well, I mean, Oxbow looks a lot better. Yeah. From what I hear. It doesn't look like a shit heel. <laughs> hey. You can't deny it. I can say it. You can't. You can't hate it unless you love it. It looks lovely now. Um, tell him, would it be possible to, to, to look at another location as well? Um, certainly. Um, I want to look at Pluma's castle. <sighs> it might be a little harder. It's a bit further away. Uh, tell him begins to scry again. I can only do this a certain number of times a day. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's fine. It's just a little taxing, but considering circumstances, I understand the want to look around. Frankly, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go take a look outside myself. And he scries again, and that mirror shifts away from the Tillfield homestead out to a large field somewhere in the Emerald Firth. There's no miasma here. And there is the castle with its oddly bent parapets. Strangely enough, you notice that those uh, those bits of the stone wall that were floating free from the rest are have actually like crashed down. Hmm. And you can see from where the scrying is taking place, you can see a few figures standing outside looking up at the sky. The clear blue sky. Huh. Well. Fuck you, Pluma. <laughs> Eat your fucking heart out. Yeah. Guess I didn't have to become like her you know, fucking emissary or whatever it was. So does that mean we can go over there and just kind of rub it in her face? Oh, I, I would love to. Oh, for the love of God, please. No, no, no. Let us take our victory with grace. I mean, I'll think about it, but um, I mean, for I, the most part, I mean, believe me, no one wants to make fun of her more than me right now, but you know what? I mean, but I kind of want to go there mostly to rub it in her face and also rub it in Bazine's face. Yeah, I want to see those folks. I want to see them and make sure they're okay, but also I want to rub it in his face. Yeah. I think it's back to Oxbow for me. Hmm. Sure. This has been a, the most meaningful emotional experience of my life. But considering that the other 16 years involved cutting the same piece of grass over and over again, you know, it's not a huge bar to clear, but that doesn't take away from the enormity of how it has shaped me. And I, uh, I will, I will treasure this for the rest of my life. I I think I'll hitch my wagon to you, the grass. You always have a seat at my table, Colrain, at my family's table. (laughs) I appreciate that. I mean, listen, the grass... Pluma wasn't wrong. You really are, you know, a voice for the people, especially, you know, your people. Are you, do you really just want to go back to your farm life? You don't... I mean, maybe it's egotistical of me to think so, but I feel like all these adventures have kind of made us something more, and I, I, I think you could be something more. Yeah, but I don't know. It's tough because... How do we quantify that, right? Like, I could, I could say that... I'm something more, and therefore I leave behind this place that was so bad. But then again, I wasn't the person that made it bad. I no, helped. I, I helped fix the thing that made it bad. So I actually, I mean, 
you know, I, I it, it would be nice to be able to turn into a buffalo and run along the plains again and feel once more connected to that place rather than, you know, and I'd love to explore again, but I, I feel like those guys are holding down the fort for me and I gotta, I gotta help the town out. And then, then one day if everything is secure enough and I can like, you know, then my days for wandering will maybe start up again. But right now I just want my old bed back. I understand. I, I suppose it was really just a roundabout way of saying I will miss you. I'll miss you too. Sierra? Yeah, DeGrasse. I know it hasn't always been easy. It has been a relationship forged out of necessity. Uh, yet, I think it worked out. Don't you think? Yeah, I like to think so. Next to her, you're probably the most stubborn, idiotic, smart person I've ever met. <laughs> Thank you. You, you could light up, lighten up a little bit as well. I mean, like, <laughs> the world's fine now. Like, this can be a clean slate for, for you, you know? Yeah, I'll work on it. Even though you'll hate it, and even though you'll hate the process of of doing it and putting thought into it, I would love a letter from you once in a while, and I will respond. And I will initiate this process if you do not send me one in a few months. <laughs> but then again, it's more like I'm I'm expecting you to really take a lead on this one because I'm going to be at a fixed address. I don't really know where you're going to be, so it's going to yeah. be hard. So like... The ball is kind of in your court, but if you know if you if you don't, then I'll I'll you know I'll start it. We'll He'll hire out. a wizard or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll yeah, work. just some. I'll turn a fucking you know swallow and just run around and fly around, and I'll find you eventually. We'll work it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just take care of yourself. Yeah, and make sure you live the best life you can. Well, I'm off to a decent start, all right? Yeah, I'd say so. This isn't the last you'll see of me. I'll probably bother you at your farm as, as much as possible. Again, like my friend Colrain here, you always have a seat at my table. Yeah, and I'll visit anyway, because I need to constantly remind Colrain he's a dumbass. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. Colrain, I'm sure you're well versed in that fact, aren't you? Quote unquote fact. <laughs> I live with it. Are y'all done wandering? There's... For all we know, there's more to look at out there now and it's safe to go as as much as i'm you know interested in seeing what's out there i'm i think i'm done i think i'm kind of sick of this whole wandering nonsense it's it's i i've enjoyed it and i've really valued our time together but i i think that's it i think it's you know i think it's time to go home hmm sierra yeah i think i like to explore more hmm if you ever need a partner, I'm your Huckleberry. I'll keep that in mind. See that you do. I just, there's a lot more to explore now, and I might as well just go check it out. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Besides, I've been a part of this life too much. It'd be weird if I left. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think you've, I mean, there's several different tables. You've got to see that, clearly. How much room do you think we have out there now? Do you, do you think the miasma is just gone, or does it? Start somewhere else now. I mean, uh, I think that was the deal that I struck. It's that it's gone. I don't know. I, su- I suppose you will be the ones to mark the new boundaries to to forge the edges of this world. And I'll let all of you guys know. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be you'll be the ones to to draw the new maps hmm. and tell us what shape this beautiful world of ours takes its form as. Yeah. Oh man, this is gonna be weird. I've never been on a boat before. 
It's lovely, I promise. Just, you know, keep an eye on the horizon. Just if you're thinking about it makes Ill. me very ill. Right. Cool, Rand, when you were a young child, did you ever ride a little dinghy down the stream outside Oxbow? Oh, no, never. Oh, well, I was going to say it's a bit like that, but if you haven't done that. Then... Mama never let me do that. Well, Mama never let me either. She, That was more of a solo solo situation. But, uh, you know, anyway, you'll be fine, man. No worries. No worries. Don't I appreciate it. the vote of confidence, fella. Of course. So, yeah, are you coming with me to the uh, remains of Pluma's castle? Oh, no, I'm completely going over there. There All was right. no doubt about that. Uh, do you guys have room for a third? Absolutely. Come on, Spiegel. I'd like to see Holly Bell again. Yeah. It'd be nice. I'm sure a lot me of too. people would like to see Holly Bell again. Right, Lyra? <laughs> she violently elbows Sierra. <laughs> yeah. What, 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 do you, what do you mean? Don't worry about it. It's okay. You'll learn when you're older. <laughs> it's like... I'm 23. Yeah. You'll learn when you're older. I'm... Tw- you know what? Okay. Fine. <laughs> well, I suppose since I'm going home anywhere, there's no need to send this really ahead of time. I mean, it could just get lost, and I don't really remember the formulas off the top of my head, so I should probably just keep it keep on. Keep it on hand. I'll make sure I stick with you, depending on a... You never know how people are going to react to stuff like this. Uh, it might be best to have somebody who's a little more used to the violence. Right on. I mean, I feel like I'm not, not used to violence. I've kind of been in a, a few battles, but you, know, I, but you are more used to it than I am, so that's... Your, your, your expertise is very valued, Coloran. I don't want you to forget that. And, um... Friends, I, I feel, and Spiegel and everyone, and I, you're a friend too. I don't know what, but I was like, you know, addressing everyone. <laughs> I feel I must, I must take my leave. Do you, do you walk out then? I think I do. All right, you and no, Cole I'm Rain. gonna hug him first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Before get, he can like turn around, she runs. You get up. enveloped in wings. We s- slap some meat. <laughs> Jeez, don't say that. No, we okay. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. We shake hands. She doesn't have hands. We nod. <laughs> you were you were like scooped up in a big feathery embrace oh yeah uh, sierra do you have anything to say to grass before he departs oh i'm not hugging him okay yeah wow cold mom i'm not gonna hug him no Bastard. i'll just you have as cold next year as the as warm as the fire is from your nostrils <laughs> i'll take that as a compliment yeah I, what basically just means like you burn really hot but you act super cold and you know what? Maybe there's a happy medium somewhere. I hope you find it someday. Degrass, I'm going to miss you. I'll miss Generally. you too. I did not mean to insult you as the last thing I say, but All I feel right, like it's very on brand. All right. Let's saddle up, partner. <laughs> let's saddle up. Goodbye, my friends. Don't forget to write. I'll write to Degrass. I'm not sure about you. Well, you know, he'll read it too. Fair enough. Yeah. And you and Coleraine leave the first university amid what I'm assuming is just an, ama- an amazing carouse. Amid this like strange mix of like relief and curiosity, you abscond with Coleraine on your way back to Oxbow. Mm. Um, I would love to talk to Cutter and them. Some important people. <laughs> you know the important people. <laughs> you know the important people. As you're on the approach, he just runs up to you and like slaps you on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Great job, kid. I hope so. I mean, I guess we'll figure out in time, but it, it seems like the miasma's at least receded. I, I, I suppose you can, you know, rescind any evacuation warnings and, and whatnot and kind of spread the word around that things to seem to be safe. I don't really know how to say this. I don't know if it was something that was 
communicated to me by the miasma or, or, or what, but it seems that I think this world has a has a new name. Not not the shard anymore. It's not just a shard. It's 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 a full world. Hmm. I I have a name for it. Elegia. Elegia. Hmm. Interesting. It just it feels right for some reason. Hmm. And um I don't think I'm done here. I think you know, this being the intellectual center of our world, I there's there's some changes that need to be made. It might take me some time to really consider the socioeconomic implications of all of this. We'll just have to see what happens, but for now I think we continue to share and share alike and to uh, combine our resources. It's gotten us this far. I think the the real through line of all this is is we we can't stop helping each other. I think you know once we start to try and fend for our own and become you know too self-reliant we started quarrel i suppose and uh i we've seen how that turns out so mm. and then you're done here mm-hmm. you leave yeah i i you know say my goodbyes right. my thank yous sierra do you go with her yeah i just say my goodbyes like i'll see you around cutter you know me yeah, you do have a habit of blowing wherever the wind takes you. Yep. Very like a fire in that way. Uh. I give proper Newbell a, like, a real-ass hug. Because <laughs> she's, like, a real, real important piece of this I puzzle. Guess, I guess we did it, huh? Oh, my lord. And somehow, on some... Somehow we did this. <laughs> and somehow we're not all dead. Yeah, that's so nice So I'm thing. gonna call that a net win. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for all your help. We we couldn't have done this without you. I don't think we could have done it without you. Well, aren't we just two heroes then? I suppose. We did something good here. I think so too. Something very high risk. You know, high risk, high reward. I do think the reward has been worth it though thus far. I'll have to step outside and see for myself. Oh, please do. And with that, you have all left the first University of Shard. Yep, we skedaddle. Get, get the hell out of there. And uh, I think we do a nice little sunset over the new blue sky. Mm. And we'll jump forward a little bit in time. I'll explain some more things about the world state as it is after this event. Mm-hmm. The miasma not only receded, it nearly disappeared. There is a singular island somewhere on the eastern hemisphere of this new world that you've opened up for yourselves that is encircled with miasma energy. And it is there that you see what exactly that blue fog is doing. The, The entire world now is encircled in this almost like a dome of blue fog that seems to be rejuvenating the land and providing fresh untainted air and water Mm -hmm. and the sky is blue again and you can only see the end of it around that island Mm -hmm. pluma is gone the aberrations are still here the miasma folk are still here 
They are no longer tethered by pluma, but the miasma folk are tethered to one another hmm. in like their own little community, which centers itself on the Tillfield homestead. Uh, the Tillfield homestead eventually becomes sort of a neighbor city to Oxbow. It builds out in the opposite direction, and it becomes a haven for miasma folk who build their own little enclave there called Tillfield. Mm. This all happens in the course of, a, like, two years. We're going to time skip. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> but not too far. So over, over those two years, uh, they build Tillfield into this prosperous farming community, sharing with Oxbow and providing a place for the miasma folk to find community within themselves. You can't really build back the wildlife that was lost, but the aberrations begin to fill those roles that were once filled by deer and wolves, bears and snails. So probably don't eat them. <laughs> I doubt they taste good. You don't want to eat at night because it's full of acid. Yeah, the other ones are okay though. Uh, one's made of stone. Ponds are a little uh, cartilage Yeah. They're not really good for eating. I would imagine in the decades to come that the biosphere is slowly rebuilt in this area. Like we still, the ecology of... It slowly comes back through, because there's still some wildlife that has survived. The problem, the problem being that uh, even though the water is now coming through a little cleaner, there's still the problem of the saturated soil. But you have your way, right? My techniques to get around that now. Mm -hmm. And within those two years, you begin to revitalize Oxbow. It's not back on its feet yet, but with the help of Tillfield, mm -hmm. and your contributions it begins to come back to life so it were thanks to viewers like you <laughs> thank you uh porta plenty the citizens of shard begin to set out of porta plenty to find the other side of the world and they do and porta plenty becomes a great hub of trade and uh, commerce of course n no gold changing hands mm -hmm. things and favors <laughs> social currency mm -hmm. nomads heights as ever is a haven for artists although you wouldn't know that sierra unless you go back do you go back i visit once and then leave again <laughs> <laughs> i at least go back and see my parents oh that's nice <laughs> and then i leave <laughs> i believe on your leaving they probably commission a statue oh oh you help save the world what are they gonna do not give you a statue <laughs> They're your parents. And the land of Shard is Shard no more. It is now Elegia. The land that took up Shard becomes its central prefecture. The province of Shard. Yes, actually, yes. That is what it is called. Yeah. Of all the myriad provinces. And I believe Elegia is confined to a single continent. They find other names for the continents across the sea, uh, across the Great River that they eventually find to the west. Wherever there is like a, a large enough natural divide, that is where they draw the borders of Elegia. Mm. And I believe, Sierra, since you wanted to, you know, stick around and, you know, explore, you are a big part in mapping out those confines, you and Colrain. And the remaining wanderers who still wander. Does that sound about right to you? Yeah. Okay. That sounds about right. Sounds like the path you set yourself on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It gives me something to do. 
since I can't go out. Lyra requires that she visit at least like twice a year. Otherwise, she'll like hunt her down. (laughs) And Lyra, how does your sort of political career begin? Just in Boone becoming a, like studying the histories? Um, I think, you know, she doesn't want another, you know, miasma event type thing to happen. And so she wants to kind of enact some social changes. Um, she does take a little bit of inspiration from Holly Bell, who I think she does kind of slowly make up with and then, you know, get, get some social advising from in regards to kind of the way that people, wanderers especially, are treated. If you, if people who don't have, um, you know, the same kind of physical skills to offer to the rest of Shard and that, you know, no one's going to be turned away from a bed or a, a meal. I'm sorry, I mean the rest of Elegy, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Starting with Shard and then spreading out as the new little colonies appear. And Degrass, you, you become sort of a leader in your own sort of right, considering all of the... the the windfalls you bring back with you to Oxbow? A little, a little bit. Uh, sort of a, like I was before, maybe slightly reluctant uh, to impose my entire will on people, but sort of... At the very least, you are now Oxbow's favorite son. Right. Yeah. I'm not like persona non grata anymore. I'm just kind of, I'm a citizen again, which is all I really wanted. I didn't really want to be like the mayor or anything. And like in that, I think that the, the petty squabbles of the sod Tillfield manure feud fall to the wayside. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. sort of like three-pronged triangle of hate that was just pinging back and forth. That kind of, you know, we can... Work together. You know, we you know we can let bygones be bygones yeah. and, and we can... Now that now that there are more things to actually do here instead of just argue with each other, it makes <laughs> right. it a little that easier. was the only thing to do was yeah. be mean to each other. And you and Woodstock are very close as far as you know the leader of one town to the the ersatz leader of another. Mm-hmm. 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 We share supplies, and and they they're under no illusions that Oxbow cannot produce its own crops at the rate that uh, Tillfield can, and so uh, it's sort of like a uh, it's one of those things where like you know uh, how. In a town, it'll be like uh, sister town is in like Switzerland or something. Mm-hmm. Like they do that shit, but it's here where they're like right next to each other. Right. And so it's more, um, it's almost like it's it's not. I wouldn't say it's even an independent town. It's more just like a, like almost like an unincorporated community. Yeah, yeah. It. I yeah. would I would probably give yeah. that sort of yeah. It's like an unincorporated community within Oxbow's like circle of influence with a prime directive to bring Oxbow back because we know if we can bring Oxbow back that's far more lucrative than just till like you know we can yeah we can get a firing again it used to be the center of center of the plains used to be like a big destination working on the good of the many and very importantly the river comes back it does it does and that absolutely helps revitalizing the community Oh yeah, I mean it's everything. Like people can there's smell fishing be- again. There's fishing again. People can smell better because um, <laughs> they can bathe in the river. Um, oh, for God's sake! You're not yes. slowly being killed by your drinking yeah, water. And, and children, children enjoy it, and it's also just a nice, you know, instead of just silence, it's a nice sound to hear when you when you get up in the morning. Just a nice little running of the stream. The liquor is fresh as ever. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
The moonshine definitely tastes better as a result, yeah. And now the uh, we can add the uh, boat races back to the carnival. Thing. <laughs> it was, it was yes. too dangerous before. Oh man, Harvest Festival is going to be great this year. God, yeah. Harvest Festival is going to be amazing. lit. I think I think Lyra awesome. would want to visit. During Seriously, yeah, I, I'll, I'll go for I'll, Harvest Fest. I'll send them a letter with yeah. like uh, with a couple raffle tickets for Har- like it'd be like these are like you know we're we're getting the marquee set up now and. It's going to be a great fate, and I'll... Uh, I feel like for those first two revitalizing years in Oxbow, the Harvest Festival is fucking lit. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, it nice. is Bacchanalian. <laughs> it is like, <laughs> blow fucking, this yeah. fucking Dionysian. all out. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, we're important shit from everywhere. We're getting all this <laughs> stuff in. And yeah, and little did I know that the the miasma folk that we're resting out of are, have also been sort of stocking their coffers, hoping that to make the Harvest Festival as good as possible next year. They've been sort of preparing, lying in wait. Storing and, uh, some good food. Yeah, they've been keeping keeping it on lock, you know. And that is uh, sort of the world state two years after the uh, end of the miasma. Mm-hmm. Can I add something? Sure. Can I do like a little thing where I go back? Is she a, is she a boon? Do you guys want to do some maybe parting scenes if you'd yeah. like? Yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm. I, you guys can. I feel like Degrassi. Degrassi. Yeah. Yeah. We have sunset Degrass mm-hmm. yeah. as a leader, a, a pillar of the Oxbow community. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think Degrass is back home. That's where he's supposed to be. Right, and back home on. Do you do you live in Tillfield basically? I sir, I live at yeah. If the homestead is part of Till, yeah, I guess the homestead is like t- the beginning the of be- Tillfield. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I live there. There. Yeah. You live in a town named after you. Yeah. Sorry, like a like my a, family, yeah, a yeah. small like precinct named after you, right, right, named after well, your family. Let's not get caught. Yeah, named yeah. after the Tillfield family line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a good way to honor his ancestors. And who knows, maybe the uh, maybe the line can continue. And his contributions to Ooh. the Miasma folk community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gave them a home. I did, and in turn, they gave me my home back too. Yes. Mm. All right, now Sierra, you wanted a scene in Boone. Yeah, is she at Boone? Um. I think I would probably go back to Boone. I'm not going to necessarily stay here. I think she would want to go back to Porta Plenty because she misses it, but this is kind of where she's starting. Mm-hmm. So you're beginning your ascent to yeah. <laughs> whatever the new leadership of... I'm trying to enact social change here. ...of Elegia might be. Yeah. Yeah, I just walk back. I just head back into Boone. Which, I mean, to, to what you said, it's sort of a, a, a continuation of the interdependency doctrine, but with... Clauses that help everyone. <laughs> right. Nice. And what's the scene, Sierra? I want you to set it for me. I don't know what Lyra's doing. I'm guessing Lyra's doing... Back at the, the first university? Yeah. Back at the first university doing... I'm reading over, like, the the changes to the doctrine. Yeah, like, just... approving the, the clauses that we've added. And I think it, not, it is you and it is Aspect mm. and Degrass. Do you, do you have... Uh, is there a leader in Oxbow, like a like a burgomeister type, or is that you? We elect a new a new leader. Would they send you to some sort of political summit? I prefer not to engage. I have uh, I send one of the miasma folk. I send Woodstock in my place. Okay, great. The Woodstock seems like the he's person like to the send. Represent, he's like the de- the delegate, or no, he's like the ambassador. Right? I see. I see. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I like that. That's mm-hmm. a good. That's a good choice. Yeah, I feel like DeGrasse has rubbed shoulders with the powerful, and he's. Not all that impressed. He doesn't want. He doesn't want the authority. <laughs> he just wants his farm back. So. Yeah. Right. Plume has turned him off. That whole like leadership oh, yeah. thing. So it's it's you, Lyra. It's Atair, and 
aspect and Woodstock. And I send Woodstock a note from, like, give him a note from me to them. Mm. And it's sibilance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we declared a leader for Porta Plenty, <laughs> but I, I think it would, uh, I feel like there's enough of a high wing presence in Porta Plenty that it would likely be a high wing. Mm. If maybe, not a Jax, maybe. Maybe Cygnus, the, the, the high wing who gave you that, uh, that shawl in uh, Sandbar, I believe it was. Maybe. Maybe the you know representative of the Merchants Guild of of Porta Plenty. Right. Nomad Heights is like a like an artist colony. Yeah, it's just an artist colony. There's no like actual like set leader. Right. Hippie commune. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Actually, I can I can drum up some leaders. Just representatives at the very yeah. least. Like I guess we have people who right. we just like. We have people who were just like, oh yeah, they we know them. Everyone right. knows about them. There's a uh, Petra Lenora from Sandbar. She's sort of like this this merchant princess. Laco Loom, who is a bear wharf from Summit. Hmm. Yeah, these are the, the, the chosen representatives of the settlements of formerly Shard, currently Elegia. Mm-hmm. Let me mark this down, that I've used these names. <laughs> so there you all are, and you are sort of going over the... the the interdependency doctrine as it existed during the time of Shard and what clauses need to be interred into it to improve upon this now living document and enter into this great hall in the first university, one Sierra Scorchskin. Well, look at all the nerds doing their nerdy, nerdy, nerd stuff. There's just... Salamander is this to be the representative of Nomad's Heights? Uh, uh, sure. If you want to call me that. Lyra completely fails to keep her cool and jumps up and runs at Sierra to give her a hug. Miss Greyfeather. I know, give me one second. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's nice to see you too. Miss Greyfeather, who is this woman? Uh, this This one. And this is Laco the bear. Yeah. This woman is one of the folks who helped us save the world, so you will treat her with the respect that is due. Oh, my. Yeah, I was just in the neighborhood. <laughs> well, please, please sit down. We were just, uh, we were just going over some paperwork, as it were. Yeah, sure. I'm, that sounds boring. Listen, let me, I'll just sign my bits and then I'll, uh, I'll meet back up with you, all right? Yeah, that'd be nice. This is, I'm, I fear I'm going to fall asleep. Watching you guys do your th- stuff. All right. She's only just got here. Who does this woman think she is? I heard that. Yeah, Lyra gives him a look. That was that was Petra. Yeah. I know you heard that. I meant for you to hear it. Um, I, I just kind of flipped. You her know off. the 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 bit that I said about this woman helped us save the world. You might want to keep that in mind. All right. <laughs> Whatever. Also, I don't know if you remember, but remember that Glasstown incident? All right, let's not bring that up. That's a long, that's a lost history. Um, anyway, back to uh, back to business. And uh, Sibilance actually does sort of pipe up when you mention Glasstown again. <laughs> that was you? No, she. You, She's you, well aware. You met Sibilance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she gives you a look. You watch your step, Scorchkin. It's not gonna happen again. See that it doesn't. Well, I mean, it's not gonna happen again on. Just, okay, let's get back to business, please. Not Listen, we, we got a second chance, and if you go and fuck it up... I'm not gonna fuck it up. See that you don't. Yeah, it'll probably be an accident. 
Lyra also gives Sierra a look. Siblings like kicks her feet up onto the table. <sighs> Atera, just continue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they go. You all go back to your yeah. your litigation. Yeah, I kind of speed through it as much as possible because I want to talk to Sierra. What a poor showing for a future leader. Well, no, she. I mean, she's she's read these a thousand times. She was part of the you know the the, the creation of it, and so she's. She knows that she got what she wanted and made whatever compromises she needed to. And so she's, you know, this is really just the bureaucracy half of things. You sign your end of the documents. Mm-hmm. And a tear allows you to excuse yourself to the outside of the chambers. And Sierra, you, you wait for a good 15 minutes. And uh, Lyra. <laughs> making flame puppets. <laughs> I'd imagine, yeah. Like, imagine, it's just like you, you make a flame hand and then the fingers turn into different animals. Like you know, like you know those little finger puppets you get out of yeah. like vending machines yeah, with yeah, the yeah. arms. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Lyra, you exit the chamber out into the hall, and there's Sierra waiting for you. So just in the neighborhood, huh? Yeah, you know, you know, as a wanderer, you just occasionally find yourself in a random place. Who mm-hmm. knows? Of course. Speaking of, how's how's the new world? I guess uh, it's different. I mean, it's kind of weird not constantly being on the run for murder. Yeah, I, I figure, you know, being pardoned after saving the world really helps. Uh, you know, yeah, it helps a lot. It's weird having to go through cities and just people, for some reason, recognizing you for something that's not... Murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for this change, definitely. Yeah, and look at you. You're being even more of a nerd than usual. Mm, thanks. I, you know, I'm... I felt, you know... I, I was making a change out there when we when we were wandering, but I feel like I a lot of my mistakes outweighed the positives, um, and so I feel like this way I can kind of plan a little further, and I I feel more I suppose in control, and like I'm really I really am. The the positives are way outweighing the negatives here. It wasn't an insult. Oh. It suits you. Thank you. I really missed you. Yeah, I miss being out on the road with you, and the grass. Well, you know, there's always still a place to join me. Mm, I, I, I think Granted, that you have to over. put up with coal rain, probably. Yeah, there's that part, too. You hear, like, farther down the corridor. <laughs> like, just somebody singing in a very, like, <laughs> <laughs> just echoing from, like, around the corner. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, Clementine. Sierra, are you done yet? <laughs> He's been singing that for the past week. I'm thinking... That song's about a dead miner's daughter, but all right. It, I haven't told him that yet. <laughs> it's about what? <laughs> Nothing. Go back to singing. Um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you stopped by. And, you know, wherever I end up, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to see you. So, you know, don't quit that. <laughs> Me too. Well, I mean, you want to grab some food? <laughs> yeah, I'm not leaving anytime soon. I mean... I'm going to hang out here for at least a little bit. Yeah, you got to tell me all your exciting stories. Yeah, there has been a lot, mostly because Colrain does Colrain things. <laughs> this is not my fault for once. It's all his. Mm-hmm. And we catch up over dinner. Do we want to close it there? Um, I have two things that I wanted to wrap up quickly. Okay, what would you like to wrap up, Leah? Um, one, I wanted to make sure Surrey was okay. Okay. That doesn't have to be a whole scene. I just no. Within the two-year period, you do receive a letter from Surrey, <gasps> addressed to you from Summit. Okay. That uh, after the 
mishap in the Emerald Firth. Mm-hmm. She made her way back to Lockstock and hopped the closest transport mm-hmm. to Summit. Cool. So she made it out okay. Okay. And she's, you know, only causing as much destruction as she used to. Right. And now she's in a bit, a bit more of like a, a, a secluded community. Yeah. Can't do quite as much damage. Right. Up in the mountains. But, I mean, she's very smart. She's she's probably doing a lot of good for them as well. Mm-hmm. What was um, the other thing you wanted to shore up? Uh, I wanted to find my brother. Okay. If he's stuck around. Well, I can give you a hint as to where he might be, considering. Yeah. Well, I wasn't sure if he would you know, be comfortable showing his face anymore. Probably not, but at the very least, he would relocate himself to Tillfield. Yeah, I'll probably go to Tillfield and also visit the grass while I'm there. Did Bazine and them go to Tillfield? Bazine, you don't know. He he bounces in and out. out. You you don't run into him as often as you think you would. Yeah, that's about right. Sometimes when you come to one of the settlements, uh, you see Bazine's Bazaar is there. Yeah. You drink together, and every time you rib him for being a coward, and he tells you to shut up. <laughs> Not even that. I just drink with him. I'm just like, I told you so. Mm-hmm. Is it you and him and Buck at a bar somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, Getting hey, remember absolutely that? blasted. Like, remember that time I, to- I said I told you so? Uh, this time or the 700 times before that? <laughs> this is 701. I told you so. <sighs> Buck, can you give me another shot, please, dear? <laughs> so... Uh, she brings, you know, a, a, a barrel full of the finest port plenty ale for, for DeGrasse. Okay, DeGrasse, you receive some very nice booze. When I'm, uh-huh. when I'm back home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you come back, uh, do you, yeah, yeah. It's like waiting there for me with a little, like, you know, it's been like, There's like yeah. a, in a parcel or something. <laughs> There's, There's a growler a on your do- on your porch. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and she uh, goes to find her brother. And I, and I drink it while looking over the sunset again, thinking yeah. about the... Good the last times. time you drank yeah. while looking at a sunset. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, it does taste good. At least they're doing something right with all that money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you wander about Tillfield for a while. It, it, it's a pretty rough and tumble little burg. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're building a community from scratch. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, dude. A community from scratch that was centered around an old farmhouse. Yeah. But they're, they're making do, and you are pointed to a sort of a, a shack on the edge of town, like the outer edge to the northeast. Mm-hmm. Only a couple high wings ended up actually going into the miasma and uh, taking the offer yeah. from Pluma. Or were drawn into the miasma, I should mm-hmm. say. And you are pointed to a shack on the edge of town. Uh, yeah, I go. I knock on the door. <sighs> Who is it? It's me. No, it isn't. Huh, huh. Why would it be you? Uh, cause we need to talk. Do we really? Oh, I think you owe me at least that. <sighs> Have I ever really answered obligations? No, but if you don't open the door, I will break it down, and it is a nice door. <sighs> okay. And Orion comes to the door and uh, and opens it up. He, mm-hmm. he looks a little disheveled. Yeah. He's he's taking care of himself, but just the bare minimum that he needs to do, it looks like. Uh, you get a look inside over his shoulder mm-hmm. at the, the trappings of his, his domicile. Yeah. Uh, the walls are fairly bare. 
a little there's a little shelf for books mm-hmm. a little little table next to like a, a stove top yeah i can't exactly offer you any tea or anything but you can come in and she comes in and sits on the couch or the bed <laughs> he like moves <laughs> the small space yeah this is effectively like a studio apartment yeah well so we didn't all die which is very cool I kind of noticed that. Yeah. Uh, didn't have to deal with Pluma or whatever. Also very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I have some things to resolve, I think. Those being? Well, the fact that you were going to help her take over the Shard is part of it. Um, still the fact that you did... Uh, kind of leave me holding the bag in regards to, you know, leaving home. Um, a lot of things, you know. I, I, you know, I think you can permit me at least that. I'm really only going to take issue with one of those things. All right. I did absolutely leave you holding the bag. Yeah. It's kind of difficult to not help someone when they've subsumed most of your personality. Yeah, but you did make the decision to let her do that, which is kind of iffy. Um, listen, I didn't just come here to, you know... Yell at me? Chew you out, yeah. I mean... This is usually not how these things go. Listen, I'm I should I'm be the one yelling best. at you. For what reason? I saved the bloody world! From what I hear, you died... I mean, sacrifices were made. I didn't, you know, kill anybody. I didn't decide not to save certain people. Listen, I just, you know, I wanted to say that I'm, I'm glad you're okay. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, getting rid of the miasma didn't do anything to you. I'm, I'm, I just, I don't know. I. I'm glad I don't have to keep the secret anymore. I'm glad that, you know, you're you're okay and you've found a place to be and, I don't know, I I mean, clearly mom and dad miss you, but I'm not going to force you to go back to Port Plenty. I, I don't know if I'd fit in there particularly well. I don't know. It's an odd town. Um, <laughs> that it is. I just, uh, I feel like, you know... There's the way that we used to be five years ago, and there's the way that we are now, and it's it's there's such a huge divide, and I don't really know how to fix it. I mean, I miss having you as my brother, you know. I I this wasn't you know a burden that I wanted to bear, and I not one that I want you to have to bear anymore, you know. I don't know. I just I would like for things to be better between us. I'd like to be able to actually talk to you sometimes and not through a magic book with some weird miasma powers, you know? Well, I don't exactly get out much regardless of the books. Not anymore. And I... I... Listen, I know you've made mistakes in the past, clearly. I, I know that you feel like you're, you're you know, not enough or, or you can't live up to what's expected of you, but... I mean, don't, don't give up on yourself. I, I, I've got another friend who's a bit defeatist, and and I mean, she's making something of herself. She's she's 
you know, not giving up. And I, I, I wouldn't want you to give up either, you know? I'll do my best. For what it's worth, despite everything, despite the grief you've put me through, I forgive you. And I love you. And I want you to, you know, be okay. He gives you a hug. Mm. Thanks, Leela. Well, I, I only, you know, have so much time. I, I, I gotta get going. If you're ever uh, back in town, come by. We'll go out and do something fun. Oh, I, I, I'll be back plenty. I've, I, I made a promise to a friend. Maybe I'll go talk to mom and dad. I think they would appreciate that. Maybe I don't want to go do that by myself. You don't have to. Okay. I've been meaning to go home anyway. That would be nice. And, you know, on the way down, we'll have time for me to catch you up on the all the craziness that's <laughs> that's been going on. I mean, I was there for a little bit of it, at least. Yeah, but I, I feel like there's enough interesting stories that you haven't heard quite yet. Hmm. Did you meet anybody? No, no, no. I just, you know, there's a lot, you know, before we ran back into each other that happened and, you know, plenty after, so hmm. stories to tell. I might like to hear those. And then we go. <laughs> and then we go back to Porta Plenty. Okay, yeah, you guys both go back to Porta Plenty mm-hmm. and have some time to spend with your parents. Anything further? I think that's good. Okay, then we'll close there. Congratulations. Congratulations. Ocean Man. Take me by the... Let's play it. Let's play it. I'm playing it. I'm playing it. That's how we ended. Just Ocean Man. I can't believe we all lived. A miracle. 